What is going on, beautiful people? And welcome back to another episode of Search for Consciousness. I have a wonderful guest today, my brother Andrew Cap. He is a best-selling author, and you guys are going to hear a lot of powerful stuff. Hopefully, we're going to learn a lot about the law of attraction, and I'm really excited to hear it from a best-selling author. So, Andrew, welcome to the show, and thank you for your time, brother. Stephen, thanks so much for having me. Really excited for wherever we might take this conversation, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, and it's an honor. So shout out to you again. So I know that you wrote the book, The Last Law of Attraction Book You Will Ever Need. Powerful title. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's just start with this. I read something that you wrote about automatic success and gratitude. Can you expand on, on how gratitude works with the law of attraction? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the thing about it is gratitude isn't the only way of inviting and attracting things that you want but it's one of the easiest and most effective ways. So it's something that I lean on heavily, not as a buzzword, because I know, you know, law of attraction, a lot of people use gratitude as a buzzword and it almost becomes overlooked and, you know, not to be cynical, but they're almost missing the point. The whole point is feeling good while thinking about what you have or what you want or both, because that automatically and instantly emits that signal out to the universe that says, okay, this person's happy, let's mirror that back. And by the way, I mean, I know people here are on board, but for the sake of argument, people that are not on board with the law of attraction or the universe or energy, just think about your subconscious mind. Think about the powerful supercomputer. I think it's all connected. I think the universe, subconscious mind, all those pieces, and that's the beauty of it. When you are also feeling gratitude, you are sending instructions to your subconscious mind to govern thoughts, behaviors, actions, and things of that nature that are also going to guide you towards things that you want. You will notice things. You will come up with inspired ideas. Like Things will just unfold. And they call it magic because magic or no, it's going to feel like magic. And it all begins with a nice, solid foundation of gratitude because it's so powerful and effective in getting you that positive momentum. Well said, brother. And I agree. Like, I talk about these things often. I actually call them universal winks. So it's like, mm. you know what I mean? For example, like, I don't know, this is a random one, but you'll be thinking about pizza. A friend will call and just say like, hey, you want to stop and get a slice? So those little things have led me to agree with you wholeheartedly that the universe is either always listening or that we ourselves are the receivers of that information. Yeah, and I love, by the way, I love universal wings. If, if I take that, I will definitely credit the originator right here. But uh, I love hearing it that way because I think even the way we, we phrase things, it speaks very powerfully. And the universe is kind of winking at you. It is kind of saying, listen, even on those rough days, I am looking out for you. And, you know, spoiler alert, if you lean into that, you're going to make it easier for me to access good things for you because you still have free will. So you can either hold stuff away or you can invite it. So this is me winking and reminding you, invite it, feel good, welcome it, and more will come for you. Yes, sir. I agree. And, and I, I appreciate the testament of, of the witness to these powerful skills that I've been trying to tell you guys now for 70 episodes. So we have a best-selling author telling it to you now. So maybe you'll listen to him. <laughs> I, <laughs> All right, brother. So I saw that you said there's one piece of info that we're missing to really understand the law of attraction. Can you share that with us? Yeah, you know, the, the whole interesting thing about it is everybody, everyone eventually hears about the law of attraction. And even people that might be cynical, they're going to try it out. And they're going to have this thing of like, okay, I'm going to do this method to get this result. And the funny thing is, when you are doing that, believe it or not, you're actually doing the opposite of what you're supposed to when you're going in the opposite direction. And this is going to sound really weird because people are like, well, I've read all these books, I've seen all these videos, like what's going on here? When you do, though, the method to get the result, 
you're doing, you know, a gratitude or visualization method, whatever it might be, you're doing these exercises with the intent and the focus on the fact that you are lacking that thing. You're emitting and reinforcing the signal of lack. What you should instead be doing is actually saying, okay, I'm going to do this method, this exercise, this technique for the sake of enjoying it in the moment. And then indirectly, things will come because I'm actually emitting the signal. So it's a really fine line of, you know, a lot of people have fallen into the trap of focusing on what they don't want without realizing it when they're doing the methods versus just saying, I'm going to enjoy my life in the meantime. And once people figure out that distinction and are aware of it and they're alert to it, then they're an agency where they can really change things up. And hopefully if they're patient and they're enjoying their life in the meantime, they might also be pleasantly surprised with not only the uh, quality with which they get what they want, but the speed as well. Yes, sir. That, that was beautifully articulated. So I want to thank you for that. I also want to jump in and add this point that I'm slowly recognizing myself that detachment is actually a huge piece of this puzzle. So if I'm understanding you correctly, you're saying basically we're putting these messages out of what we don't have and then we continuously get more of that. So as opposed to what we think we should do, we should actually put the intention out, feel good, and then detach. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is like, we're, we're inadvertently putting out that lackful signal. We don't realize we're doing it because, you know, rightfully so, we want what we want. And, you know, for some people, it's been 10 years already. It's been 20 years. Where's the love of my life? Where's the million dollars? Where's the house of my dreams? Ugh. And you can even, like, just the way I say that, if you are coming from that approach, you are screaming the signal of not having it versus, listen, even when I get that thing that I want, I think I want to recognize that I'm going to want something else. And then I'll get that thing, and I'll want something after that, and after that, after that. I need to figure out how to be happy in the meantime. Because when you think about it in that context, in the meantime is all the time that you ever have. You're going to be 90 years old and you're going to want something. Would you want to, like, you know, grit your teeth through 90 years? Or do you want to enjoy the ride? Do you want to enjoy the things that you have in the meantime? Appreciate your health. Appreciate your friends. Appreciate your family. Even if you hate your job, appreciate the fact that you've got a steady paycheck which will invite the better job as opposed to gritting your teeth like, Where's, how come I don't got this new job? Well, then that's holding it away. So it all comes down to being very strategic and finding you know, a gratitude or visualization method that you genuinely enjoy in the moment. And it, it's a choice rather than a chore. It's something that you get to do rather than something that you have to do. Because the minute it becomes a commitment, the minute it becomes this thing like, oh, I guess I got to do my work for today, my vibrational work and my gratitude work, you're not looking forward to it and you're not enjoying it. Therefore, it's counterproductive. You want something that's so fun, so enjoyable. You wake up and you can't wait to do it. And by the way, it doesn't have to be an hour. It could be five minutes because five minutes of feeling good is still way more powerful than any kind of negative vibe you might encounter throughout the rest of the day. And the more you do this more consistently, the more momentum you'll have, the fewer things will come up that will actually upset you. I love that, brother. That sounds like a system that we can all implement it's not unrealistic. And I like to jump in because when I started this podcast, it was basically focused on mindfulness. But then it started to branch out. And I saw that there's other elements, other sciences that we can discuss. So I appreciate you. I didn't plan to ask this question, but I'm glad that this came up. So I'm hoping towards the end uh, or the later part of this discussion, I want to tap into some of your visualization techniques if you feel comfortable sharing one or two. Oh, yeah. It would be my pleasure. Whenever you ask, I'm ready to answer. So, guys, you better start writing these questions and, uh, excuse me, these answers down because this is some good stuff we're getting. Perfect, brother. So thank you again, Andrew. All right. So I, I also saw 
that you said the ego slows down creation. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so the here's the thing about the ego. And by the way, I'm obviously not a clinical psychologist. So when I'm using these words, I'm kind of using my own definitions. And I fully recognize that these don't go into a textbook necessarily. But with that disclaimer, the way I see it is we've got like three minds. <clears throat> we've got the conscious mind. We've got a subconscious mind. And right in the middle, we've got what I define as the ego. The ego being way stronger than the conscious mind, but nothing compares to the subconscious in terms of powerful mentality. Now, the ego has one job in this world, and that's to keep you alive. And that's good or bad news, depending where you are in your life right now, because that means whatever money problems you have, whatever relationship problems, even whatever health problems, your ego is looking around. It's like, well, my person's alive. I don't want to change the status quo. I don't want to risk what might happen if there's a change in this person's life, my person's life, even if it's an improvement, because I guarantee you there's someone out there right now, they want to be rich and famous, but for all their ego knows is when they become famous, they're going to get a stalker and that's a threat to their survival. So that's no good for all their ego knows is when they get rich, they're going to have distant family coming out of the woodwork to sue them for their home threats to their survival. No good. So your ego actually loves you. This is a misguided attempt. It's keeping you stuck in place, but it thinks it's keeping you safe in place. And it's going to basically, it's not interested in your satisfaction, your fulfillment, your comfort, your happiness, anything like that. It just wants you alive. Right now you're alive, which by the way, to skip ahead, well then what do we do? Well, I kind of snuck in that answer. You want to bypass the ego and access the subconscious mind, which will overpower it anyway. And the way by which you bypass the ego and access the subconscious mind and feed that the right thoughts, right feelings is find a gratitude or visualization method that you enjoy that you enjoy so much and do it for five minutes a day or more if you want, but five minutes is enough. That's going to feed all the information to your subconscious mind to stretch out energetically to the universe and start the momentum of things coming that you actually want. Wow. I love that guy. So I'm going to jump in again because you're just adding a lot of fire that I need to uh, just like kind of just digest. Like I love it. It's actually getting me excited. So I yeah. love no, I love it. It's good stuff. What, what he's talking about here, guys, is the balance of the ego. But the piece that you said about threat, right, is interesting because a lot of us think we want something. But then when the reality of it comes, like I'll, I'll give you a funny example. Do you know that show uh, Mad Money with Jim Cramer? He talks about stock. Have you heard of it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I sent them an email. I was like, what's the worst that can happen? They actually call me. Guess what happens today? They call me. So I'm like. I thought I wanted it, but then I'm freaking out because I'm like, these 30 seconds of talking to Jim is actually scarier than I thought. So I think I hear where you're coming from, that a lot of us want things, but then the ego creeps in to keep us comfortable. Yes. So I'm glad you brought up that example because here's my interpretation. And by the way, I'm giving my interpretation. I'm not speaking for you. You might have a different perspective, which is more valid. But when I hear you say that, basically... <clears throat> This is a tremendous opportunity. Even 30 seconds on, on Jim Cramer, this is going to get you exposure. This is going to get you know, a bigger spotlight on you. It's going to create opportunities. And those opportunities mean a better life, but that's another way of saying a different life. And your ego's like, uh-uh. But luckily, me, the ego, me being Steven's ego, I know his fears. I know his insecurities. I know his doubts. I know how to play on them. I know how to creep in there and get that, that pit in the stomach and make him feel doubtful and insecure about the whole thing to keep him off. Now, it knows how to attempt it. You can still get around it. And by the way, me speaking for you, my ego knows my fears and my insecurities. And everyone listening, their ego knows their fears and insecurities. This is a natural evolutionary thing. So I'm glad you brought up that example. And 
I mean, I hope that you will uh, go on Stephen Kramer in, in spite of that. And, and by the way, when you do that, here's a really cool thing about your ego. Remember, it cares about you being alive. It's going to fight tooth and nail. When you reach a higher station in life, your ego is going to look around and be like, oh, my God, my person's still alive. And now that's a new plateau, a new platform that it wants to protect for you. This is why certain people, they end up making six figures and then they lose their job. But a year later, or within a year, they're making six figures again. It's because their internal financial thermostat has told, has told their ego, it's okay, you can live, you're surviving when you're making six figures. So it knows it can achieve that that way. If you've been in love before, you could be in love again. If you've gotten any job before, you can get another job. If you've accomplished anything before, your ego knows on a level that it's safe to do that, it's gonna let you get there. And then the challenge becomes to surpass that, bypassing it with your subconscious mind, proving to your ego that there's a higher station where you're surviving and it will fight tooth and nail to protect that as well. Wow, that is really interesting. So what I love about what you said is, see, that's why I love this show. Like I really do. I learn so much from people. I've never thought about the choice of words of using my own ego to push me forward because I want comfort. But in this situation, it's almost like tweaking the brain to work in your advantage. Yes. Wow. Like, what I would recommend, you know, self-mastery is basically the ability to reframe your circumstances in a way that you will give yourself permission to take a forward healthy step. If you get good at doing that for yourself, you become unstoppable. Wow. No, and I appreciate it because, see, that goes back into a conversation that I had about somewhere last year with a, with a hypnotherapist. And he was telling me that a lot of us actually self-sabotage. So... I appreciate you saying that because then the question becomes, and this is for the listeners as well, what reality is realer to you? The one that you want or the one that you're currently in? And that's a shift that you have to make consciously or maybe subconsciously, according to our uh, author here. Yeah, yeah, so like my perspective, and again, I'm just one guy. I might be right. I might be wrong. But so far in my life, it's proven uh, pretty accurate is uh, I'm a strategy guy. With this recognition that the ego is always going to be there, it's always going to be scared, and there has been negative programming in my life, I ask myself, what can I strategically do to get myself in the best position possible to invite opportunities and better experiences and better moments and better people, more money, more love, whatever it might be? How do I get myself in that position? And in my own experience, I've determined, well, an easy way of doing that is five minutes of gratitude a day. And not just like, you know, again, for the sake of feeling like a commitment or an obligation, but something that's so enjoyable that I look forward to it, meaning my ego can't talk me out of it as easily. Meaning when I'm looking forward to it, I'm consistent when I'm consistent, things happen. Because I've said this on interviews before, I've yet to find a football fanatic who's gone to me, wait, Andrew, you may got to go to the Super Bowl this year? It's like, no, they're pumped to go to the Super Bowl. Doesn't care about the long plane ride, doesn't care about baking in the hot stadium all day waiting for the game. Because a football fanatic loves football and will be there for the Super Bowl. And the goal is to find a method that you enjoy so much that you don't like, oh, I guess I got to do this today for my vibrational work. It's like, no, I'm looking forward to this. I've got a long day ahead of me, but the good news is I only have to spend five minutes on this, and this is my favorite part of the day. So I'm going to dive in, feel this gratitude, do this visualization, do whatever works for me, and let the momentum pick up from there. Well, I love that. And, and it makes it, I don't want to say easy, but it makes it doable. Because when I introduce ideas like this to certain people, I can kind of feel the fear of looking stupid, right? Or, or admitting that these things don't work yet. So I think 
you've hit on it. And I think we've, we've spoken about these things in the podcast where it's like, you have to kind of be willing to look quote unquote stupid for a little bit until these things start to happen. I think people rather not admit that they're pursuing their dreams than fail. Right. So it's, right. it's an interesting idea, but, but no, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, and just to speak real quick to that, I mean, you don't have to look stupid. You, I mean, you can feel stupid inside yourself, but you don't have to tell anyone that you're doing this. This is your own private little thing. And I'll, I'll tell you, we'll go deep on this one. Uh, a huge issue, a huge thing, and I, I wrote about this in the last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read. Part of the reason that people will, will fail in this regard is because they are scared on some level that they're not worthy and that maybe the Law of Attraction works for someone else but not for them. Therefore... They're not going to go down this rabbit hole and do 30 or 60 or 90 consecutive days because they are scared on a certain level that it won't work for them. And once they know that it doesn't work for them, then they know there's no hope. They would much rather spend 20, 30 years in the hope that it would work if they ever did it versus being scared that they'll have no hope if they tried and it ends up not working. Meanwhile, if they try it, things are going to work no matter what. They don't want to take that risk. So there's an incredible level of, of fear and uncertainty because one thing we do not we, we do not cope well with is a lack of hope. And if we put ourselves in a position where you take a leap of faith, well, it's a leap of faith, meaning if it doesn't work, what do you do now? The real challenge is having a why that's strong enough, saying, listen, it's going to work out one way or another. Let me lean into this because I don't want 40 years of saying maybe, but at least I have my hope. I want less than one year of doing this and I can get a certain answer and more often than not, more likely than not, a better answer. Mm. I like that because that's a huge distinction. Like, what's stopping you, my beautiful people? Just try it and detach. Thank you for that, sir. So I want to yeah, get to... Just, yes, sir. No, I apologize. You, one you, one yeah. more quick thing. If I'm lying or deluded, these gratitude methods are good physically, physiologically, meaning at the very least five minutes a day will improve your sleep, increase your confidence, reduce your anxiety. There are wins in this that have nothing to do with the law of attraction, meaning no matter what, if you do this, you get a win. That's my... My go-away argument on that, even if the rest of this is BS, that in and of itself is a win, so there's nothing wrong with doing it for yourself. Yes, sir. And, and I think that's an important point to make. Like, these things will help you become more present moment, um, you know, aware of the present moment because you're bringing your mind back to this moment instead of living in fear. So I appreciate you, you know, adding that. That's important. So now I want to get a little emotional with your permission, of course. Yeah, man. You know, I read that you lost your business and your partner in the same week mm. can you can you give us a little bit about obviously it was destructive but then what came out of it as well like can you tell us a little bit about that yeah absolutely so quick little preamble to that that happened in 2008 i learned about the law of attraction in 2004 and it was just one modality of many for me just trying to you know working on my life trying to be successful trying to improve things and back then it was very hit and miss i had my successes and my failures and I had this attitude that um, law of attraction was inconsistent. It was in 2008 that I figured out that I was the one who was inconsistent because it kind of everything came to a head where my business was kind of like on its last legs. My girlfriend was over it. She just wanted to get out. I, I, um, I closed my business down. I quit on it to try to save the relationship. And within three days, it was too little too late because she broke up over text. Not even a phone call, not even in person, like over text message. So. Um, really rough. You know, you wake up on Monday, you've got everything. You wake up on Thursday or Friday, and it feels like 90% of your life is gone. That's kind of what I went through. And I basically had to look in the mirror and be like, listen, 
something's got to change. I've got to do something because this ain't working right now. And I had this really weird epiphany slash moment of stubbornness slash moment of indignation where I'm like, well, listen, you know, now that I think about it, whenever I actually did this law of attraction thing and I didn't stop, because here's another thing, people, they get excited by the info, they start to use it, they start to get results, and they still stop because of the ego, which I didn't realize back then. But I'm like, listen, you know, when actually I did this and I don't stop, things happen. So you know what? I've got nothing better going on in my life right now. I'm depressed. I'm miserable. So I don't care what happens. I don't care when it happens. I don't care why it happens. I don't care how it happens. I'm going all in with this thing. And when I say all in, I don't mean all day, every day, because it doesn't matter how upset you are. That's not psychologically sustainable. However, I was upset and motivated enough to just do what I kept doing before, which is five or 10 minutes a day of gratitude or visualizations, knowing that I can hold on to that. I'm angry enough with myself that I can do that every single day. And this time, I don't care if things get better or worse. I am not stopping. And once I made that decision, Stephen, it's like a movie. Like, like the turnaround was incredible. Like two weeks later, I felt better, which is obviously saying a lot with a broken heart and a shattered business, mind you. Within three months, I'm in a brand new way, healthy relationship with someone that really understands me. Within four months, I'm making more money than at any point in my life before then. And within six months, everything's different. I'm in the best shape of my life. Um, I'm waking up happy and fulfilled and grateful. And I learned not through a book, even though I hope people want to read mine, not through a video, even though I hope people want to watch mine, but through my own life experience that this thing, whatever it is, law of attraction or whatever, it works when you work it. And once you learn something through your own life experience, no one could ever take that away from you. And it was in that, it, it took me like 11 years to write the book. I didn't even think I was going to share this. It was only that moment where I'm like, listen, I want to do something fun in my business. What can I do that I'm actually going to be really excited about interacting with my customers and talking about this thing? And that's where their book came from. But yeah, man, it was this crazy turnaround where I made that decision, I stuck with it, and things actually happened. And that's my invitation to other people. Just stick with it and just see what happens. But don't care what, why, or how. Just be open to being pleasantly surprised because when you're open to be pleasantly surprised, you will be very pleasantly surprised. I agree. And and similar to what you just said, that phone call that I received from Kramer's crew, it was very unexpected. I was blessed enough to pick it up because normally I don't pick up random phone calls. So it just all worked out and, I, and I'm bearing witness to exactly what you're saying. So thank you for that. Now I'm really excited. Yeah, thank you. Yes, sir. And I'm really excited to uh, discover or, or uncover the secrets of your formula. Can you share with us a little bit of either the five-minute gratitude or the visualization technique that has worked best for you? Yeah, so um, just so we're clear before I share, there's no like one perfect method. There's the, the only Basically, the best method is the one that's best for you. That's actually why I put like 19 or 20 methods in the book. Some people want to do gratitude. Some people want to do visualization. Some people want to do scripting, which is journaling your life, uh, journaling about your life in the present tense, as if you're already living your dream life. There's different things that match different personalities. So whatever works for you works for you. But to answer your question, the one thing I do every day, it's kind of like a combination of techniques from my book where I'll pull out my phone, I hit the recorder app, and I record a message of all the things I'm grateful for in my life right now. And by the way, I sneak in some future things in the present tense while I'm doing it. But I record this message, maybe it's uh, a minute, maybe it's five minutes, however I feel that day, and I send that message across the country to my friend who does the same thing for me. So we basically, we've installed a social pressure because we don't want to let the other person down, and we've managed to have this thing where it's very easy, very quick, very convenient. 
Um, it doesn't interfere with my schedule. I always have time for it. And I, I get to feel gratitude guaranteed every single day. And we're in the middle of our fourth year of doing this. So he's seen me write the book and, you know, sell 50,000 copies in about a year and get, you know, 15 or 1600 five-star rate reviews and all these things. He's seen it as proof. And I've seen, you know, things in his life enhance and, and explode. But to me, that's a very easy method that anyone can do. You know, you don't need any special instructions. You just need to set a timer or for me, just hit a recorder app and just talk until you're done talking until you feel like you're complete with sharing whatever you want to talk about that you're grateful for that day. My brother, that is incredible. And the reason I, I, I first of all, I need to recognize you publicly. You're a genius. I love the way you, you communicate this science. And at first I would say like this philosophy, but this is a science. And I'm starting to realize it because those that give their lives to it truly receive the benefits. So I want to share two quick things. In Think and Grow Rich, I'm, I'm assuming you may have accessed it as a, as a fellow mm -hmm. author. You sound, you know, almost like I'm talking to, uh, to Mr. Hill himself. You said you have to commit fully. And when you do that, you burn the bridges to, I guess, the old ego. So I appreciate you saying that. Now, this may sound random, but when you were sharing that technique of communicating with someone you care about, this is what came to mind. It's sorry to get religious on you, but it's a no, man, let's, let's have it. It's a biblical quote. And Jesus is said to have said, when two or more gather in my name, I'll be there. So when you said that, that quote like almost came to my forefront because I remember the energy which it carried and it's faith squared. So what you just did is basically created, I would say, vicar uh, vicarious gratitude because not only are you inputting gratitude, you're receiving and, and it is so powerful. So, so thank you for that, brother. That was, that was uh, mind blowing. Thank you, Stephen. And add one quick thing, you know, sometimes I send it first, sometimes he sends it first. So the person who receives it first, like you were just saying, is inspired more in their reply to the other person. And also, you know, regardless of whether, you know, anyone listening, whether you're religious or, or not, there's a lot of truth in, you know, what you will read in the Bible based on, you know, like these things, you know, if do you believe God came up with it? Do you believe man came up with it? Whatever, however you believe came up with it, there's a success manual there and there is a science to success and it's hiding in plain sight. So I'm, I'm good with you sharing whatever you want religiously. You know, even though I don't, I don't promote that myself, I'm like, I'm not going to argue with that one bit. I am down with that. And uh, I appreciate that. And I hope other people are open to just hearing these words, regardless of the source, because that's where the, the, the magic really is. And that's where the recipe for their success really is. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and I agree with you. I never belonged to one specific organization. Well, I have, but in my older years, I'm, I'm a searcher. So no disrespect to any actual religion, but I am quoting something that I, I find very interesting that you mentioned. So thank you for that. And, and I'll just take a quick second to mention that you can almost find remnants of this lesson or this science in any religious text. We can go yes. like we can go back to, you know, the Book of the Dead where I, where I read things like that or, or maybe even the Dead Sea Scrolls. I haven't accessed them yet, but you know what I'm talking about. So so there are information or there is information hidden everywhere. So I appreciate you for saying that, brother. So I want to ask you two more questions and I, and I think we'll leave it at that because I learned a lot from you and, and I want to humbly yeah, thank you, sir. My pleasure. 
So you know, I'll, I'll sneak a, a, an interesting one in there. How do you handle the naysayers? So let me give a quick example here. Um, I liken this to, I'll give an oversimplified example, uh, lifting weights to get muscles. Now, I'll give you two examples or two uh, explanations as to how that works. Explanation number one is you lift weights, you go to sleep at night, and while you're sleeping, the muscle fairy comes. Waves a magic wand, and poof, you wake up with more muscles. Explanation number two is when you're lifting weights, you're putting so much stress on your body that your muscles are actually tearing in little areas, and your body responds by healing by filling in those gaps with more muscle fiber, and some more muscles. Now, that is a bit of a butchered explanation, but I guarantee most people listening would say, well, Andrew, if there's any answer to the right one, it's the second one. And my answer is, actually, it doesn't matter. What matters is you lift weights, you get muscles. You put an X, you get Y. And by the same token, whether or not you believe in the universe or the law of attraction or whatever else, if you engage in consistent gratitude or visualization methods and you commit to enjoying them just for the sake of enjoying them and you don't have any kind of like requirement or expectation of how it's supposed to happen, you will be pleasantly surprised. And when that happens, don't credit me. Don't credit my book. Don't credit the universe. Don't give anything credit, but at least have a recognition that you did this thing. You lifted these weights and you got these muscles. You engaged in this process and you got a result. All I ask is regardless of where you give the credit, that if you try it, that you recognize it, keep doing what works for you because the whole point is to be happy anyway. Well said, brother. I, I really appreciate that. So, so because I'm learning so much, I want to include one extra <laughs> and then I'll ask the last question, I promise. Um, yeah, man, listen, I'm, I'm in no rush. I'm a really, by the way, quick aside, I'm uh, vicariously jealous for, of your audience for all the times they've heard you before now because I'm loving this conversation. So I imagine all your episodes are awesome. God bless you, brother. Or or just just bless you. We can <laughs> thank you, sir. I appreciate it. You no, know, we have a lot of fun. You know, we talk about astral projection, we talk about scary stuff. We have um a young man is gonna talk about his recent acid trip, so I I wanna learn about that. Like thankfully we've been blessed to feature a lot of really great people. So so thank you, sir, for recognizing that. And you are now among the great ones. <laughs> Uh, honor to be here my friend truly no yes sir it's, it really is a pleasure and i'll say that openly i'm humbled and excited that i was able to connect with with you sir so thank you very much for real for real all right so yeah, man. this is a random one but i see it kind of was inspired by what you said about the gratitude exchange can you share with me what it feels like being a best-selling author i want i want to like uh almost like steal that frequency and learn how to use it so, you know, it's funny because, you know, I want to be authentic and I don't know how useful this is, but I think it actually will be useful. It's uh, it's surreal. You know, the first the first moment. So here's a funny thing. I, I put the book out. I published it on November 24th, 2019. And within 24 hours, it was a number one new release wow. in like seven categories. It wasn't a number one bestseller. It was a number one new release. So, you know, like I take my little screen grabs so I can brag on Facebook, you know, all that fun stuff. But I never saw like the bestseller and I kind of like left it alone. And three weeks later, I check up and I'm like, oh, my God, there's a bestseller label. So I don't even know the moment that it actually became a bestseller. I just know I kind of caught up a couple weeks later. So somewhere between the release and three weeks in, it, it became bestseller in like a number of categories. And it was like this weird to answer your question or to try to this weird moment of, of surreal pride. Like, wow, is this me? Um, so there's like it's almost like, you know, you're, you're halfway outside of your body. But at the same time, you're very inside your body at the same time. There's a, a visceral um, kinetic feel 
that you can kind of feel like there's a warmth in your solar plexus, like, whoa, this is really cool. And um, I guess it's almost like a physical expression and feeling of pride versus a, a, mo a mental emotional one. So I don't know if that helps, but uh, I do know it was a very unique experience and uh, definitely a welcome one, but certainly a weird one to get used to. And uh, I'm honored to say, I mean, here we're, we're 2021. It's been a number one bestseller in some kind of category every day since. So I'm not complaining one bit. I will gladly take it. Um, so now I guess it's kind of like everyday life and I'm, I'm gratitude. I'm grateful every day that it is now like a normal, regular part of who I am. That is that is incredible. So so guys, just listening, he dropped so many gems. Solar plexus. To me, that's the house of creation. You have to feel that's that's one of your feeling centers. That's a yellow chakra, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that one day. So I, so I know that you're into chakras too, or maybe just a little bit because of the things that you talk about. So thank you for that. That was, that was interesting. I'll add a little extra. Like I was feeling a little down, so I went to the MoMA. And, I, and when I feel sad, I need to be around uh, Dali. He's one of my favorite surrealist paintings, uh, painters. So, so maybe there's a connection to surrealism and, and I guess bending reality when I feel sad. So thank you for saying that. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, it, and it's funny, like, you know, we, we lean into these experiences. And I think the cool thing is, you know, everyone out there, they're going to experiment in some way, shape or form with gratitude or visualization, or who knows what. And that there's going to be one of two things will happen, either like a really subtle thing that they'll have to be cognizant and willing to just pay attention, like, OK, this is a thing or it might be really dramatic. And I'd invite people to be open to either one, because when you don't try to choose how it's going to unfold, you leave yourself a lot more space for it to unfold, and then you could really lean in very easily without doubting yourself. Mm. I'm gonna have to listen to this this episode a few times because there's there's some stuff you're saying that is very powerful, and I don't want you guys to, I don't want to say sleep on, but override the language. The language is very important. It's the the feeling of it. So please listen to this and, and dissect what he's saying. Because this is powerful. So, Andrew, thank you again. I want to wrap up with this last question. Um, what's the message to the youth? And then I also want to hear what you're working on in the future. So I guess it's a two-part question. So question one would be, what is, you know, a message that we can share with the youth? Maybe like an 18-year-old that's confused about life. What would you share? And then what's the future for my brother, Andrew Cap? Yeah, so regarding youth and business, I'd actually I'd share this with anyone, um, youth included. There's a, there's a kind of a, a hack that's involved in this situation where if you give yourself five minutes of gratitude every single day, you're not just, you know, inviting these good things. You're rewriting or, or overwriting um, older, um, no longer useful thoughts uh, and thought patterns. And what you're doing is you're actually raising your self-esteem. So this whole five minutes of gratitude a day, it's not just going to feel good in the moment. It's not just going to invite good things from the universe. It's also going to raise your self-esteem and it's going to nurture your intuition, meaning you're going to know when, when you hear something on the news, you're going to know whether it's true or it's a lie. You'll, you'll feel light or heavy based on it. When someone's speaking to you, you'll know whether they're being authentic or, or they're being inauthentic. You'll know whether... You know, you should take that job or not take that job. A level of intuition and a level of self-esteem will naturally emerge through this process in addition to just the side benefits of feeling good in the moment and inviting good things. So this is just me with another creative way of reminding people, try five minutes a day of any kind of gratitude, whether it's a method from my book or from my YouTube channel or from anyone else. Like, it doesn't have to be me. It's, 
as long as you find a method that works for you, that's what I want. Try something that's going to be fun for you because it will have amazing effects, some of which you'll realize in the moment and others you'll look back like, whoa, I don't know where that came from, but I'm so glad that I have that now as part of my skill set. Hmm. And I definitely agree. This is a sidebar, I guess. Quick. Somebody said to me, oh, you're assuming. And I said, I'm not actually assuming. I'm feeling. But I don't think they knew what I was referring to. So you came out and uh, I guess added extra strength to what I was trying to explain. So thank you again. So I'm not just uh, crazy. I'm actually tuning into things. But definitely thank yeah, you, Yeah, I mean, you're not going on, on opinion or limited information. You're going on true intuition information. And I, I mean, I don't want to speak for that person, but I'm going to assume that when they said that you were assuming, they were coming from a perspective of like intellectual, you know, like a hard line of looking at it, not understanding that you were actually feeling through and you were communicating on a level that um, that most people don't recognize consciously to begin with. And it is more tuned and it is way more accurate as well. Oh, I love you for saying that. I, I don't want to confess my love 36 minutes in, but I had to. All right, guys. So, <laughs> I, you know, I usually if it's, you know, I, I go for 35. When it goes for 36, so I'm like, I'm losing my touch, but I'll, I'll take it. No, you're doing incredible, brother. I appreciate it. I'm so excited I'm keeping all this audio because it's a really good conversation. All right, brother. So awesome. the last thing, um, I just want to know what's next for you. What are you working on and how can we find you? So I'm going to sneak one thing in before I say that, if I may, Stephen, only because I promised you a little visualization um, oh, yes. tip also. So since I promised, just so people know, one thing from my book that I love to recommend, I call it the 10 minutes from now method. And it's one of those things with the understanding that a lot of times we tell ourselves that we can't visualize and we tell ourselves, how am I supposed to visualize the moment that I get that victory? How am I supposed to know how it's going to feel like when I haven't gotten it yet? And the cool thing is, you know, if even though that's not true, if you want to tell yourself that that lie, okay, go to 10 minutes in the future after you receive the good news. What's it like 10 minutes after you won the lottery or after you got that first date or that first kiss? What's it like 10 minutes after you got that job? Because 10 minutes later, maybe you calm down. Maybe you're more excited. Maybe you're just excited. Maybe you've shared the news already, but you're free to think any emotion. Like there's no attachment to what that emotion should be. So when you visualize yourself 10 minutes after whatever that good news of that manifestation might be, you're giving yourself a freedom and permission to feel whatever you want. It becomes an easier, more potent, more vibrant method. So that's the one I want to share with people to, to make sure, you know, welcome them to try out as a little fun little experiment. And uh, also just a quick one, the instant replay method. Anyone who's seen, uh, you know, ESPN, they watch that, you know, that home run in slow motion, that tackle, that basketball shot. Go through your visualization from different angles and different speeds and just have fun with it. When you're having fun, you're engaged. When you're engaged, you look forward to it. When you look forward to it, you're consistent. When you're consistent, you get momentum. When you have momentum, then the good things come. With all that said, I want to keep that promise. What I'm working on, speaking of momentum, and I haven't announced this uh, formal yet, but I guess you'll be the first one I mentioned on, I'm really pumped out like a lot more content on my YouTube. And I won't even reveal the, the consecutive nights yet, that, or the consecutive days I'm gonna publish, but I'm publishing a lot of straight days of YouTube videos. Um, as we like run the recorder, uh, I've done my eighth straight day, which is huge for me, and I'm looking forward to doing a lot more. So um, youtube.com slash Cap. I welcome anyone to uh, to check that out. Check out the videos. Hope you like it. And if you want to check out my book, The Last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read, the listing on Amazon, you can just go to lastlawofattractionbook.com. It'll flow to Amazon where you can get it on Kindle or paperback or audiobook. So whether you get the book or you just want the free YouTube content, either way, I hope that my content will serve you well, whoever's listening right now. And I do appreciate you regardless of what way you consume that content. 
My brother. I just want to humbly send you some love all the way from Brooklyn. You've been incredible. I'm going to listen to this episode a few times just to get it into my subconscious. I'm definitely going to follow you and subscribe because I need this knowledge. And I know we all do. So please tune in. And as for the book, I shall order a copy as well. My brother, thank you for your time. Guys, episodes dropping every Sunday at 4, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Let's do a special shout out to my brother, Andrew Cap. Thank you again. Amen. Brother, thank you so much. Thank you, Stephen. My honor.